Hey there, welcome to the Astro Psyche. This is your weekly astrology for October 2nd through the 8th. So this week we have both Mercury and Venus changing signs. This is a big deal because these planets have been in the same sign for most of the summer during their retrogrades. So we're having a change of energy here with these planets. We're also moving into eclipse season this month. And this week in particular, we're preparing for that eclipse phenomenon through some transits that are involving Mercury as well as Mars and Pluto. My name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer, and I'm really excited to share the astrology of this week with you. So uh, first thing that I want to share with you is that we have Mercury making an aspect to Neptune and Pluto while it's still in Virgo, and then Mercury will be moving into the sign of Libra. And uh, so this is really important because Mercury has been uh, retrograde in Virgo, and it's actually been in the sign of Virgo for quite some time, a little bit longer than normal because of the retrograde. So Mercury is the planet that rules over our sense of communication, our logical thought, and analytical process. Mercury is also connected with our um, with our ability to see in a symbolic fashion and our connection to divination and dreams as well. And so uh, this week, Mercury will be making an opposition to Neptune. So this is um, bringing in themes around our ability to connect our analytical mind with our intuitive mind. And this week, it can feel possibly like there's maybe there's a way of thinking about things in a way that's logical versus intuitive, and that those might feel sort of in conflict with each other, uh, where there's one way of looking at things versus another, and those may feel very different. Now there is, whenever uh, we have an opposition like this, so uh, Mercury being in the sign of Virgo and then Neptune being in the sign of Pisces, there is this uh, feeling like we need to choose one or the other. And at the same time, the more that we can find a compromise or a way of bringing these together, bridging them together, really, uh, that that's going to feel more cohesive to us usually. And so we think about uh, Virgo and Pisces, this axis of uh, that they both share themes around um, healing, around improving and working on something and like really being bringing a large amount of devotional effort towards the greater good towards um even themes around service and helping and so uh this week if it feels like you're kind of being pulled in two different directions that can be something helpful to think about as far as uh what are your broader goals what is it that's really important to you and where are you going in the future? Like this is very uh, Virgo and Pisces themes. And how can there be a working together of the intuition as well as the logic, the uh, the Neptune as well as the Mercury? 
Now, at this same time, Mercury is also going to make a trine to Pluto. And so this also brings in the themes around uh, healing, especially healing and processing something that maybe has been unconscious or difficult. This is the Pluto. Pluto is a symbol of um, the unconscious of uh, processing and digesting emotional material, of digesting something and then feeling a sense of uh, renewal afterwards. And so this is during the early part of the week. And the other piece of this too that, yeah, that I wanted to share with you is um, that we're in the, we're in the waning phase of the lunar cycle. So the moon is becoming uh, smaller and smaller in the sky and we're moving toward uh, next week, we're moving toward the new moon and solar eclipse. So there's kind of this winding down sort of energy and almost sort of like a surrendering to the process as well. When I'm thinking about Mercury and Virgo making these aspects to Neptune as well as Pluto, there's sort of like, where is it that we're being led and how can we, um, how can we identify what it is that uh, we want to release and let go of and um, what has served its purpose versus where are we going in the future. Now, uh, Mercury is going to move into the sign of Libra. So this is happening uh, a little bit later in the week. And so when Mercury does this, Mercury will join the sun and Mars and also the south node all in Libra. So that's a lot of Libra energy. And so this is a movement from our analytical mind being more focused on discerning and improvement, which is very Virgo focused. Uh, Virgo is really about like uh, figuring out, okay, like, what do I want to do with this? What do I want to do with this? Where am I in my, um, in my process of the grander scheme of things? There's sort of this intentional planning process with Mercury and Virgo. So we're uh, we're completing that phase for a while and Mercury is moving into the sign of Libra, which is about um, an intellectual focus on relationships, on beauty, on harmony, on continuing to find and re redefine this state of balance and what us what um, helps us to feel harmonious and at ease with the sign of Libra. Um, and Mercury is also coming into contact, uh, just through being in the same sign, uh, with the sun and with the South node and with Mars. And so there's kind of this, uh, fiery energy that comes in with the sun and the Mars. And then also, um, this sense of connecting to what is possible through the South node, connecting to other possible realities, uh, so I want to talk about more about that in a moment because that goes with this the the eclipse that we're having next week. Um, but I want to mention a part of this is also that we'll be having the third quarter moon in the sign of Cancer. So Mercury moves into Libra, and then around that time the moon moves into Cancer, and so this is the moon 
making that third quarter uh, point, which essentially is a square uh, with the sun, but also with Mars and Mercury and the south node. And so this is kind of like a tense aspect here. So this is really um, connecting to feeling the moon, especially the moon in Cancer. And uh, what what are our... Um, What's the balance between what it is that we feel and then how it is that we relate and connect with others, that Libra emphasis and uh, doing the mental processing, looking at what our boundaries are. This is very sun and Mars energy, our boundaries versus where we have a little room to give and a little room for compromise. And whenever we have a third quarter moon, like we're having this week, there can be a bit of a tension here because it's kind of like a deciding and a discerning sort of process. It's like, okay, what uh, what's really important to me? What do I want to fight for? What do I want to strategize for? And what conversations or circumstances do I simply not want to give more energy and time and effort to? Like what is... Um, yeah, what is worthy of my time and my energy and my attention? Because we only have so much attention to focus on in any one given week. And um, and there's sort of also this uh, letting go as well during this third quarter phase. So what do you want to commit to? What is important to you? And what can kind of, you know, go to the back burner or just... Uh, what can be allowed to work itself out on its own as well. Now, another part of what's happening this week is that we also have Mars making a square to Pluto. So this is like a very uh, angsty kind of uh, aspect. Um, and I'm saying that because Mars is a symbol of assertiveness, confidence, being direct, uh, drawing boundaries, moving towards something, fighting for something. It's a very yang sort of energy. Now it's Mars and Libra. So Libra softens that a little bit. Libra, uh, Mars and Libra brings a more um, uh, diplomatic sort of angle to that, that like boldness. So it's still Mars. It's still an energy that is bold and somewhat confrontational and um the energy of mars is being very clear about what it is that you want and and where it is that you're going and holding others accountable holding yourself accountable and yeah there's like there's this um there's this moving toward energy with Mars instead of um, shying away. It's a moving toward. And in Libra, like, yes, Libra's ruled by Venus. It's oriented around relationships. It's oriented towards finding uh, balance and justice and equanimity. And we can't forget that Libra is still a cardinal sign. So cardinal signs are about moving forward, initiating something new, beginning a new project. And so uh, even though it's Mars and Libra, and even though Mars and Libra uh, 
is in a place where it's said to not be um, incredibly strong or that it can be indirect, I think that it's still a Mars that uh, has this initiating power. Um, now, Mars, okay, yeah, there's other things I want to say about this. So, uh, so this Mars in Libra is square Pluto. Pluto is the planet that is associated with the unconscious, with um, things that are hidden, things that are secret, things that are taboo, uh, with intense experiences, even experiences that feel kind of like, like a crisis, even, um, everything with Pluto is about intensity and heightened awareness. And Pluto is also associated with healing and catharsis and the healing that can happen when we look at the unconscious, when we look at uh, the things that are underneath whatever the surface level is. And um, Pluto is about unearthing that which is hidden. And so with Mars making this square to Pluto, there is a drive, a desire, Mars, to unearth something, Pluto, to discover something. And you know, this is not like a, a warm and fuzzy kind of aspect, uh, but I think that it's something that can also facilitate a process that feels very strengthening and that maybe even feels very healing. Um, I think that it's important this week to have a sense of safety and security when we're talking about these things. So like, do you have the... Um, if you're going through something that's challenging, do you have the support system, whether that is um, friends or family or um, someone that you can talk to, uh, to move through this process? Because Pluto is, is a process of discovery. Now, uh, I was also looking at how Mars is still very close to the south node during it's square to Pluto. And so uh, Mars and the South Node together, this is really Mars connecting in with this uh, with this eclipse energy. Um, so Mars, so, okay. Yeah, so the South Node is about opening to the unseen, opening to the other world, whether that is uh, spirituality or intuition or synchronicity or divination, um, connecting to your ancestors, anything that is, um, that is unseen. Um, it's this connection to the concept that there is more than simply this material world. And that can, you know, that the, the specifics of that depend on your belief system, but the South node is connecting into, uh, whatever that belief system is for you. And so when Mars is here, there is this kind of like this um, excitement and passion Mars around exploring those themes, around going into what it is that's unseen. And so there's this very metaphysical kind of feeling when we're talking about this Mars square Pluto. And uh, I think that if we look at it on the surface, it may look or feel like a sense of maybe agitation or being frustrated about something. Uh, Pluto is also about power dynamics and relationships. And so there could be 
a feeling of coming up against uh, feelings of powerlessness or, or like pushing against a power dynamic that, that maybe feels frustrating in some way. Uh, and uh, it helps us to understand what's going on underneath the surface there. How, like, what is the nature of this, this situation and uh, how are we participating in this or not participating in this? And um, uh, yeah, what what might be the unspoken Pluto, the unspoken um, dynamic that's happening underneath this? Uh, now, the the last piece of this week that I want to share with you is that Venus is also moving into the sign of Virgo. So Venus has been in the sign of Leo since, uh, since June this year. Uh, and it's been retrograde. So Venus retrograde and Leo Venus in Leo in general has been a long process longer than normal because of the retrograde. And so this week, Venus moving into Virgo, there's this sense of completion around any themes that came up during the Venus retrograde for you. So um, I think this is a, anytime that we're, we're having a change in the tides, anytime that we're moving out fully of a retrograde process, I think it can be really helpful to contemplate the scenarios and the feelings and the takeaways from that retrograde period. So um because there's kind of this sense of like, okay, we're, we're done with that period of time. We're done with, with, with those scenarios. And we get to take from that period, anything that we want to carry with us, whether that is, um, things that we learned, things that we learned about ourselves or others or our life or, you know, humanity, life in general, um, and yet intentions for moving forward in the future. And so I think this week it's it may be fruitful for you to contemplate uh, what happened over the course of the summer, especially, um, let's see, uh, late July to, or no, late June to early August when Venus was retrograde. Uh, so what happened in your relationships, in your um relationship to money or beauty or sensuality or sexuality, all of these Venusian themes, um, and how that, uh, expresses for you. And then we're moving into Venus and Virgo, which is the, the focus of relationships and money and its aesthetics moving from a sign that is more, um, focused on expression and creativity, which is Leo to Virgo, which, uh, which is really, we talked about a bit earlier that Virgo is really focused on bringing healing and purpose and intentionality to things. So Virgo is more purpose driven, whereas Leo is more about, uh, expressiveness driven, if that sort of makes sense. Uh, so, um, the other piece of this too is that Venus will, when it moves into Virgo, it's going to immediately oppose Saturn. And so there's sort of this more serious tone to relationships and maybe even starting to think about, okay, like, what is it that I'm committed to? 
what do I want to commit to? Where do I want to go here? So we've had kind of this um, exploratory process and figuring out kind of process with Venus and Leo. And now it's like, okay, I um, there may be more of a sense of clarity around things and a sense of determination even like, okay, I know where I'm going. I know what I want. And even if you don't know exactly what you want, there is um, a, an initiative to to figure that out in more practical terms, which is very Virgo, very Saturn. Okay. So uh, we're going to pull some tarot cards for you. Um, yeah, I feel like this week might feel sort of like there's... There's lots of themes around getting more clear on things and kind of like shifting gears and getting a sense of completeness around things. Uh, but then there's also kind of this like angstiness, agitationness, possibly from the Mars Pluto situation. Uh, and I want you to know that the Mars-Pluto is a very brief transit because Mars will be um, changing signs soon. And so it's not going to be there for a long time. But I think that it can be really helpful to notice, um, to, to really slow things down with Mars-Pluto if there is uh, agitation or power dynamics. It's like, okay, like what is going on here? What do I need? What do I want? Um, and I'm thinking about how Mars is about boundaries and how when we are angry or frustrated, that's usually a sign that uh, that a boundary or a limitation has been uh, crossed or challenged in some way. And so what do we want to do with that? Okay. Wow. All right. I love these cards for you. So first card is the hermit. And uh, the hermit, of course, is about solitary, um, solitary introspection, like really going deep within yourself to find the answers. The hermit always reminds me of sort of like a pilgrimage sort of feeling because it's uh, the hermit is a more, hmm, how do I say this? Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking about like this card is different than the four of swords, uh, which is about rest and meditation and contemplation. The hermit is about like you're going on a journey, an inward journey. And it's not just about like, oh, I just need to think about this for a minute. It's like there are answers that you are seeking and uh, there's something about this process where whatever you do, that may be a guiding uh, force or a guiding light for other people as well. And so there, there's like a there's a gravity to the situation. I don't say that to, to freak you out, but it's kind of like this is a really important process that you're going through, this, this introspection and this seeking answers for yourself. 
Um, and I'm really in this card drawn to the sun and the moon that are hanging over the figure. So in the card, the figure is sitting inside. Uh, it looks like they have some uh, some kind of magical work that they're doing. They're having a little tea. There's a pot that's boiling in the side. And they're just, they're just totally chilling in their own little space here. Um, and the sun and the moon are above them. The the two luminaries are above their head. Okay, so we're we might go back to that. Uh, so that's the core of this card is that you're going on an inward journey. You know, even if you're out and about and living your life, there's something that that there are answers that you are seeking inside yourself, and that um, there's a part of this process of like going it alone or like that only you know the answers and I think um, I'm sort of hesitating when I'm saying that because I, I I think that we're we're very social creatures and to some extent we do need each other to like mirror and see what's going on um, but there's something here where maybe you're seeking like for someone to tell you what the answer is and this is about you discovering the answer Second card is the Wheel of Fortune. So the Wheel of Fortune is, uh, this is really feeling like eclipses um, because the Wheel of Fortune is about um, of course, feelings of fatedness, feelings of like, there's only so much that you can plan in your life. And then there is, uh, whether you subscribe to the concept of fate or not there are things that are always beyond our control and that there's sort of this flow of life there's this flow of energy in the universe and um the wheel of fortune is that there are big changes that are happening and how can you align with that and be in the flow of that energy Uh, and then the third card is the Knight of Pentacles. Uh, so this card is really about slowing down, taking action, but in a way that is intentional, slow, steady, and practical. The Knight of Pentacles is about not rushing. Uh, so very like Mars and Libra kind of energy. It's like, okay, like I'm doing the thing, I'm moving forward, um, and I'm like doing things in a way that's building, making sense. Um, and so when I'm looking at this, it's kind of like there's this process that you're going through this week where um, you're really sitting with yourself and reflecting and uh, coming to your own conclusions about something. And then there is this, uh, there's this change that's happening because of that. And it's sort of like uh, the Wheel of Fortune is reminding us that there's nothing like, um, that we're not always in control, <laughs> that like that it's not all up to us. And I think a big part of this is that when, when you contemplate and when you reflect, that actually sometimes invokes a change and that that doesn't always make, you know, logical sense, but that there's something here about um, 
shifting your energy through being with yourself and through um, sitting with yourself and how it is that you feel and that there's change that happens there. And then that, that the inner change invokes the outer change. And I'm even uh, noticing how this figure has their, their eyes closed in the Knight of Pentacles. So there's also this being guided by, by that intuitive force still. Okay. Uh, I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I, as always, I'm wondering how you're feeling, how things are sitting with you and uh, what comes up for you as, as we're talking about this astrology and looking at these cards. Uh, I am wishing you a wonderful week, sending you lots of love and uh, wishing you a most easeful week moving ahead. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.